Rippy Writes with Brian Scott Rippy. Transcripts can be obtained by drinking a fifth of bourbon, ramming your head through some drywall, and then writing down every thought you have. What's up? Happy Wednesday. I am Brian Scott Rippy. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Rippy Writes podcast. Uh, today is Wednesday, March 17th. Hope everything is well wherever you guys are. Today we've got the March Madness Extravaganza, if you wanted to call it that. And what better way to kick that off than with Greg the Meat Sharp himself? He's uh, making his triumphant return. He is joining the Rippy Rights team. We have got uh, we've got a lot to cover from uh, from this partnership. Wise, aside from the March Madness, I'll just uh, give you the floor. What's up, dude? Oh man, you know, just uh, been grinding away at LBs, and uh, you know, uh, finally some decent weather. Uh, you know, that little week of snow kind of got everybody a little sidetracked but uh now that we got rid of the snow and uh, the sun's the sun's kind of come out uh you know uh baseball season's uh kind of in full swing so a lot of people are uh, you know with daylight savings time a lot of people are uh, you know getting out and grilling some stuff and it's got to be good news for you in the store the fact that the outfield is now filling up and the stadium's basically operating at full capacity they may not be quite there yet but they're getting there like it couldn't have worked out better for, for Ole Miss folks in a sense that, you know, in a year where it didn't look like it was going to be normal again, but just happy to have baseball, you essentially miss one weekend. And then the executive order comes down and, you know, a couple weeks later you're filling that thing back up. So that's got to be a good sign too. Cause you know, I mean, Swayze filled and grilling. I mean, how you're an actual sponsor. Like I was about to say it's synonymous with LBs, but you're literally the sponsor, but you get where I was going with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, uh, it's just good to see people out in the outfield. You know, I totally understand that the people that are afraid of going, you know, just stay home. But, you know, you can't punish these people that, you know, have gotten vaccinated and, you know, done protocols and, uh, you know, just excited that those uh, outfields are full and those grills are going. And, uh, you know, the Rebs are, uh, the Rebs are looking pretty good right now. I know we got some COVID issues, but, you know, it just is what it is on that. Absolutely. And we're uh, happy to get you back on board, dude. I knew from the moment, I mean, we talked about this for like a month or two. I, from the moment I had the idea to do this, we were going to team up and, and get something together. It was just a, once I got this thing rolling, I wanted to see if it worked. And then it was just a matter of me, my usual self procrastinating, calling you. But uh, we hashed it out last night and we're, uh, we're ready to roll, dude. We've got some sweet promos going. Um, you're, we'll have a couple of deals actually starting this Thursday. So nice little tease there, but you have to, to be eligible for any of the, uh, the goods that Greg has going on in the store. You have to subscribe to the newsletter. So all you have to do is go to rippywrites.substack.com and hit subscribe. It's free. It does not cost you anything. Um, I'll just spam your inbox every day, but uh, Greg and I have some different ideas in the works about a couple of, a uh, couple of ads, a couple of specials we'll do every now and again definitely going to do a couple of specialty deals twice a week i'm pumped about it with uh without further ado uh just what's going on at the store i feel like i ask you that every time we pod yeah well i mean you know same old same old you know uh, we've been selling a lot of those lane trains you know i think that's going to be probably one of the promo uh specialties that we're going to throw out at some people so you know just it's pretty easy just uh hit and subscribe that to that button and You'll get, you know, this week, I think we're going to do the, did we do the spicy ribeye? So you'll get a pound of spicy ribeye. So just present the promo code and say that, you know, uh, my inbox gets spanned by Brian Scott Rippy and uh, you get some uh, free sausage. So you can't go wrong with that, right? Hell yeah, you can't. Uh, well, I, don't, I was trying to think of a catchy name for it. Like if you do subscribe to this, you become like, we need to make a club like you're an elite meter or something, but that doesn't sound real good. We'll work on that. We, there's plenty of time for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got yeah, 
we'll get the uh, we'll get the uh, the the guys on it and see what we can come up with. For sure. I was telling you last night, the best part of having the whole newsletter aspect of it, I guess we could have done it for podcasts anyway, but it's just like, since it's going directly to people and like in their inbox, like it's real easy to change up ads. So whatever you kind of got going on that week, I think we're going to start with a, a specialty deal at least twice a week is what we think we discussed or whatever. But yeah. the best part about it is, is you're just kind of able to change it up depending on what's hot at the store. I, I like yeah. that part of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, if it just lets people know that uh, they, if they're not up to date with their promo code, you know, they're not up to date with the newsletter. So, um, you know, you got to stay on your toes. Uh, so, but yeah, got to definitely take advantage of those promo codes. I think we're going to do some lane train, maybe a free lane train, maybe a free pack of smoky bacon burgers, free pack of sausage. So, uh, you know, definitely got to take care of those freebies. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm jacked up about it. It's weird. So we're doing, we're picking games again. But it's not football season. We don't have the uh, LB slate, per yeah. se. We do have a back slate to get to. But uh, I think this is the first time we've ever ventured into hoops. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, I uh, haven't uh, watched many of a uh, basketball game this week, uh, this year. And I think Ole Miss and Illinois uh, have only have been the only teams I've uh, laid eyes on. It's kind of been uh, pretty wide open with the horses at Oakland. So, um, but no, we uh, – We'll 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 uh, we'll figure it out and get a final four for sure. Absolutely, I have no idea how this is going to play podcast wise. I've never played, I've never filled out a bracket on a podcast. Hopefully, we can make something where it works. But who the hell cares? Uh, before we get to that though, uh, fill us in on the last couple months at the track. I know you've been sending me some photos. What's uh, what's the latest on your horse escapades? Man, it's uh, it's been really fun. Um, I actually got to experience my first. Um, you know, race as a horse owner and, uh, you know, kind of got uh, clipped at the end, but, uh, you know, it was real exciting. And, uh, you know, uh, we were kind of talking about, you know, investing money and doing certain things with your money, but, uh, you know, of course uh, the easy play would be invest in Apple stock. Well, you know, just, uh, it's almost kind of like not fun. You know, you just dump your money off in it and you don't get anything out of it. So, uh, I actually got to go to Hot Springs. I got to go, you know, down to the paddock. Um, there was a horse running that weekend called Monomoy Girl. I think we've talked about her before. And, uh, you know, it was her five-year-old debut. So uh, she rolled, of course, and uh, she's won four, 12 out of 14 races. So, you know, it's a, one of those horses are ch- just a chance in a lifetime. And they're beautiful animals. And, you know, whenever they're literally striding out, it's just – Really cool. Um, the actually first weekend I went super sloppy track, so uh, it was pretty cool to you know see them slopping around in the mud and uh, just a real fun th- time to do. I saw a couple families that were together and they had some kids you know running around and you know with the, one of the kids would pick up like there's my horse you know and so it's just really cool. Uh, it's just be it's kind of exciting to be invested in it honestly. Absolutely. I mean, I've never owned a, a, a racing anything in my life. I mean, I had one dog as a kid, but that, that thing didn't race or win anything. I bet it's pretty badass. <laughs> well, that thing yeah, I mean, and another thing with Tommy Joe, you know, I'm, uh, I get to, you know, keep up with Tommy Joe, with the, you know, because I sponsor him. And, you know, it's uh, just it's just cool to be a part of something. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a team player. I miss, you know, being a part of team and, you know, being a part of something. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's cool to be a part of something. That's right. You got the uh, you got the NASCAR thing going. That's uh, yeah, LBs yeah, on a NASCAR got, uh, driver's helmet. Yeah, we got on uh, Tommy Joe's uh, Ole Miss helmet, uh, racing helmet. So uh, yeah, just you know, it's cool to be a part of stuff like that. And 
Tommy Joe's a nice guy. His family's from Como and, uh, you know, just uh, got to support him. And, you know, because he's, you know, he's on the cusp and uh, all he needs is a break here and there. And, uh, you know, he's running in the top five, running in the top ten. So it's pretty cool. But, you know, also on the, uh, the horses is this uh, April, I'm going to get to go to Ocala, Florida to see two of my yearlings that have been like working out and stuff. So, you know, kind of get a vacation out of it on top of the investment. So it's just kind of, you know, kind of, kind of the whole method to the madness of uh, the horses for me. Absolutely, dude. We'll uh, we'll kind of chronicle your horse horse adventures throughout the uh, throughout the off season on this podcast, particularly up until we get into our bread and butter, which everyone knows who's been following this for a while. Football season, football games, fresh cuts. We'll be definitely doing that show in the fall. We'll kind of periodically see what's uh, see what's hot and happening uh, from that perspective up until then. But I'm pretty excited. So let's uh let's get right into this. And ironically enough, I have another plug. Um, as far as the bracket challenge, this bracket challenge today is actually brought to you by Skybox Sports Picks. A buddy of mine, um, Skybox, what is Skybox Sports Picks? They're a proven uh, sports handicapping uh, website that started up about a year and a half ago. Their model is the, I'm butchering this because I don't have this in front of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to get your promo uh, uh, sheet uh, together next week so it can sound like uh, – so you can sound like David Cullum uh, announcing a, a you know a sponsorship. Exactly, and to be completely fair, I warned uh, I warned my buddy Rob that I would uh, the the part of the selling the uh, ads is that I'm kind of known for fumbling through <laughs> plugs, but in all seriousness, bringing it back on the rails, we are pretty excited to uh, partner with Skybox Sports Picks and the create creator of the Skybox Matrix Interval, an advanced modeling mechanism that's been proven a proven handicapping model and crafted through years of testing and refinement. These guys are legitimate. They're handicappers. You need to go check them out. I wouldn't steer you the wrong way. The reason I thought this was a good transition is because their specialty is actually handicapping NASCAR. I say their specialty. They're really good at handicapping NASCAR. And I don't know the first thing about it, but if you're at all in NASCAR, you are missing out on the opportunity to make some serious profits. Their model for NASCAR is hitting at a ridiculous clip. But, yeah, there's some good bets in there, you know, on the prop bets. And again, I wish Mississippi was uh, online wagering ex- accessible because, um, you know, you can get on FanDuel and DraftKings and, you know, place those live bets. But, uh, yeah, there's some good bets on those NASCARs, you know, to a person to finish in the top ten or a person to finish in the top five. And you kind of get some good money returns on those. For sure. And these guys are legit. I wouldn't steer you, the, the listeners, the wrong way. You need to go check them out. They have a package for you, I promise. You can buy full seasons for particular sports. You can go uh, – Mar- they have a March Madness package going on for $25, and then they have an evergreen one-day all-picks for $10 a day. So you can go buy a season. You can buy a full membership. Um, there's all kinds of price range. You need to go check it out. I plugged it in the newsletter this morning. These guys are awesome. Skybox Sports Picks, we are super pumped to partner with them. Like I mentioned, you can go for a year, a week, go for a full season. He's got nine, ten, eight, nine different packages, and you'll find something. You're basically wasting money not trying it. These dudes are hitting at 56% on the year for college basketball and 60% on max plays. Hell, Friday, because we don't get the Thursday NCAA tournament now, just go buy the one-day picks, if nothing else, at bare minimum. You're missing out. It's basically free money with the way these guys are hitting. It's the greatest time of the year. March Madness is the greatest sporting of the year. Go check them out. Skybox Sports Pick. Uh, Rob and the crew are awesome. I'm pretty pumped to get that going. So, yeah, check it out. I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're a professional handicapper and you've got time to uh, 
you know, to look at in handicap games, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't spend the $25. But, you know, whenever you, you know, have a good, you know, dollar amount that you can afford and spend and get some, you know, a professional handicapper's uh, advice, you know, take advantage of that. No doubt. They've got full year packages. You can go for a week. Test it out. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice not to. Check them out. Skybox Sports Picks, uh, the premier handicapping uh, site in the industry. Now, speaking of March Madness, uh, I did not cheat. So I have not gone to Skybox Sports Picks um, for my bracket. I'm filling this out blind. I thought that would be the funniest way to do it, particularly since Greg told me last night that he's only watched Ole Miss and Illinois, which is quite the random combo. How? I mean, one makes sense. How'd you get on Illinois? Uh, Zach, uh, the sausage maker, uh, is from Springfield. And uh, so he, uh, he grew up an Illinois fan just because whenever he was going to high school – they had that Final Four team with uh, uh, Darren Williams, D. Brown, uh, James yeah. Austin. Uh, pretty good little team, man. <laughs> I think there was about – Luther Head was on that team also. So, I think I think six NBAers off that team. Uh, but, no, he uh, – but, yeah, that's uh, that's where we get the Illinois uh, basketball. And, plus, uh, I, I like their jerseys. I like kind of how that new – they came out with a new one that has Illinois in cursive. I really like that. Those are awesome. It's a hell of a year. I didn't know he was an Illinois fan. That's a hell of a year to be an Illinois fan because they are a one seed and they are damn good. So Yeah, he was kind of, uh, you know, contemplating on getting the uh, the Big Ten championship shirt, and he's like, ah, I don't want to jinx it. And I was like, man, got a good club this year, so, you know, can't go wrong with it. He wants to one of those – you remember the old school Chief, uh, Chief uh, logo that they have with Illinois under it? So yeah. He's trying to get one of those old retro uh, shirts like that. That's awesome. Well, Zach, uh, I mean, he may be happy that, that where depending on where Illinois ends up in your bracket. Let's just uh, let's roll right through them. We'll go through each region, and we'll just obviously go around to thirty-two. The obvious ones we'll breeze through. No need to spend much time on that. Um, and then we'll just kind of see how this plays out. I've never picked a bracket on a podcast, as I mentioned. A second yeah. Well, ago. how about let's let's do the five and twelve matchups first, because uh, those are usually that's a good usually, idea. And you like want to. Yeah, the, let's the upset kind of all good the one seeds. You good with that? Yeah, I'm good with all the one seeds, you know, because I think the one seeds are pretty legit this year. All right, I like that, though. All right, we'll start with the 5-12 in each region. First region, we have the West region. I don't know. You know, John Rothstein comes up with the corny-ass names every year for what each region is called. Uh, I say that as a big John Rothstein fan. I think it's funny. Don't know what he's named this one. But in the West region, our 5-12 is Creighton and UC Santa Barbara. I don't know much about the Gauchos at UC Santa Barbara, but I've watched Creighton play a couple of times fully healthy, um, and they are pretty damn good. So I'm not going to complicate this. I'm going to go with the Creighton Jays here. Yeah, I'll have to agree. Did, isn't, there, isn't that the one that the coach just uh, had some uh, some uh, bad comments? That he, Yeah, that's that guy, yeah. Yeah, he made a uh, – pretty much it's pretty much a no-go, no matter what analogy you're making, to probably equate uh, anything from the Annabellum <laughs> South at this point. Yeah. <laughs> It's just really just asking for it, so I don't really understand that one. But yes, that is correct. But he's uh he's back in full force from what I uh, from what I understand. Yeah, we uh we're trying um trying to think of a name for a horse, and uh, I actually told him Rowan Oak, and he was like Rowan Oak. He was like the te- like the first settlement. I was like no, I was like Rowan Oak is uh William Faulkner's house in Oxford, Mississippi. He's like man, I kind of like that, you know. So. Uh, so yeah, I just was kind of wor- worried about you know naming a horse after a you know a famous writer's house in Mississippi. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So we're both on Creighton there. We'll uh, jump down to the East region real quick. You've got Colorado and Georgetown in the 5-12. Georgetown sneaks in as a 12 seed after winning the Big East tournament last week. Uh, shrunk the That did not help Ole Miss at all. That shrunk the field mid-stealer uh, classic there. That hurt Ole Miss's chances last week. But they sneak in as the 12 um, and Colorado's the five seed. I know this 5-12 is supposed to be dangerous, but I've watched Colorado play a decent amount of times, and they're pretty damn good, too. I actually feel pretty strong about the Buffaloes. Well, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm trying not to agree with you because you just sounded so rip, so good whenever uh, that – that's probably going to mean Georgetown is going to win by 10 points. So, But I, I like, I like, I like uh, Colorado with you. I mean, that sounded pretty confident with that. Yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, I've watched him a couple of times. I'd say I've watched actually more college hoops this year than I normally do, and most of it's probably just because I'm not working in media anymore and actually kind of have time to watch sports at night and have a normal schedule, which is, which is great. Uh, yeah, I've watched them play a couple of times. They're, they're pretty good. I don't, I'm glad. Georgetown's a cool story. Patrick Ewing, awesome. He wins the Big East tournament in the Garden. They get the um, automatic bid. I just, uh, I just don't buy it. I, I think Colorado's pretty good. Our – Next one is the South region, and we've got a 5-12 matchup between Villanova and Winthrop. And if you listen to last week's podcast, Bracken Ray had a dark horse that I thought came out of nowhere. I was not expecting this. I asked him for a dark horse Final Four team and a dark horse second weekend team, and he named these Winthrop Eagles, I believe is what they are. Maybe I completely had that wrong, playing Villanova. I'm going with the first upset here. I'm going with Winthrop. Um Colin Gillespie for Villanova got hurt. That team's really just kind of running on fumes um, as far as injuries go. I, they just kind of are a shell of the team that started in November. So I'm going with the Winthrop Eagles to pull the upset here in the 5-12 matchup. Yeah, man. Like I said, that sounds awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm all aboard. Um, I mean, you know, I, it, there's always this one, you know, that five, there's one 12 seed that, you know, makes, uh, makes some uh, people nervous. And uh, if he's picked it out, I'm going to go with it. I, I like Winthrop. The next one, we might have a dangerous one here, too. The last 512 we have is down in the Midwest region, Tennessee and Oregon State. I'm going to throw my hand up and say, I don't know a ton about Oregon State. They seem pretty inconsistent from the little Pac-12 ball I watched this year. Um, but I hated Tennessee, whether it was going against going like four. I, I just hated them all year. They were an incredibly frustrating team. I don't even know if this is a smart pick, but I'm going with the Oregon State Beavers just because I cannot stand watching Tennessee. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on it. I think uh, Darren Robel posted uh, somebody bet on Oregon State to win the pack like, like preseason before the season even started. And I think it cashed like $15,000 or something like that. Something pretty ridiculous. But, uh, you know, it, it, Tennessee, uh, it's just kind of big disappointment. That's kind of one of the reasons why I thought Ole Miss would get in, just because two wins over Missouri and, uh, you know, win over uh, – over Tennessee, and uh, you know, obviously those lose those losses to Mississippi State at home and uh, to Georgia and Vanderbilt, you know, just kind of stick out like a sore thumb. So, got to win those games, and just uh, hate for it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Oregon State. They're hot, you know. They just won the tournament, so um, you know, I, 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 I like Oregon State here. All righty, which one do you want to do next? You want to hit the eight nines? Yeah, that's fine. All right, eight nines up next for us. The first region in the West region, we have Oklahoma against Missouri. Um, I thought Oklahoma was pretty good uh, early on in the year. I say early on, early on in conference play. They had that big win over Alabama, um, took Texas Tech down the wire in a late January game, if I'm not mistaken. But it really tapered off since. I think they're actually coming in on a decent – I don't know if it's a losing streak, but they've lost you know, five to seven, something like that. 
not trending in the right direction. I've never thought Missouri was that good. Granted, the most to- most of the times I watched them was playing Ole Miss, and Ole Miss handled them twice. But uh, I'll go Missouri here. As much as I kind of like the makeup of Oklahoma's team, um, I'm going to go – yeah, I'm going Missouri. That's a that's a coin flip. I don't have a good feel on either one of those. Yeah, I'm assuming – I mean, I'm whenever I do these eight, nine matchups, you know, it's almost a coin flip. You know, these are evenly matched teams. I just think, you know, Oklahoma, you know, having success with against Ole Miss last year in the tournament or two years ago, um, you know, they're a well-coached team. They're put together properly, you know, and plus they're a tournament team. So, I don't, I just don't see it in Missouri. I mean, I just don't know how they got in this tournament, you know, with having a 8-10 and 10 record in the SEC and, uh, uh, you know, kind of losing down the stretch. So, uh, tough, but I'll go with Oklahoma on this. All righty. Uh, Oklahoma's good when healthy. And one of those kids that tore up on this, not the main kid, I forget his name, but Brady Manick is still there, actually comes off the bench. Feels like he's a ninth-year senior. So, I don't hate that pick at all. I don't have a feel for that one at all. We'll go down to the East region again, staying in the same order. LSU St. Bonaventures is the 8-9 here. Look, I know St. Bonaventures got a pretty good program, been pretty dangerous in the past. Um, but I just I, – from what I saw from LSU clicking on all cylinders – you know, two points away from winning the SEC tournament. Um, I, as, much, as much as people don't like Will Wade and the whole mojo behind that, I'm uh, I'm going to go with the LSU Tigers pretty handily here. Yeah, just, you know, there's just too much talent on the floor on the LSU side, I think, you know. And, uh, yeah, how is Will Wade still coaching? And uh, especially after the, you know, quote-unquote statement that literally has been is on a microphone. So, uh, you know, pretty awkward, you know, but, you know, uh, what gives, you know, with the LSU program, you know, uh, not getting punished on anything, all of, you know, stealing money from a children's uh, hospital. So, uh, you know, typical uh, LSU, that sounds good, though. Uh, yeah, I just think too much talent on the floor for LSU, but uh, I, I, I like St. Bonaventure to pull an upset, but I just think LSU's just got too much talent. So, we'll have to go with you. We'll just go with LSU. All righty, I got you down for that one. Where I'm writing these down, but it, I don't want to subject the world to my handwriting. So I'm going to go put both of these in an ESPN bracket challenge and yeah, we'll get a print, out of print that out. and put that on the <laughs> newsletter. Yeah, we'll get a printout version for sure. The uh, next one, oh, this is kind of a spicy one. North Carolina and Wisconsin. North Carolina has been trending well in the second half of the season, kind of struggling the first half. And it seems like Wisconsin's been kind of up and down. I'd be lying if I said I watched a ton of Wisconsin this year or North Carolina, for that matter. I just think North Carolina translate better to these games. Like, I don't know why the style Wisconsin plays, like, I don't – you catch the wrong matchup and the wrong team and a hot shooter on the right night. Like, there's just only so many possessions in a game. So, I'll go chalk here. I'll go with the UNC Tar Heels in this 8-9. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you, too, on that. I think UNC just can score more points. Yeah, I think you know, it's pretty, Wisconsin pretty tries to control them the tempo of the game and, you know, you know, grinds on you and everything like that. But I just think, you know, North Carolina's got a couple freshmen that, you know, are, you know, had a whole season under their belt. So I think that helps out a lot, but uh, I like North Carolina here and don't get me wrong. The big tens, you know, pretty strong this year, but, you know, I think this is one of their weak spots here. So I'm going to go with North Carolina here. Last, uh, last eight, nine we have, and I hate this because I really enjoyed watching both teams this year. Loyola Chicago is the eighth seed against the ninth seed of Georgia tech in the Midwest region. I've watched the – I know everyone knows them for Sister Jean in the Final Four run. I watched them play on ESPN four or five times this year. This team is legit, and they might be seated a little bit low and probably a product of the league they play in. 
On the other hand, you've got the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, ACC champions, former Memphis coach Josh Pastner has it going on there. They were a fun team to watch at times this year. They're an old veteran team. You know, they were kind of inconsistent, but they have some really good wins on the resume. Um, I really like Georgia Tech and Pastner for whatever reason, but I'm going to have to go with uh, with uh, Sister Jean and the loyal Chicago Ramblers. Maybe if they get to the Final Four, they'll finally let her back in the arena. I don't think she's allowed in because of COVID. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's just uh, these are typical feel-good stories that, you know, the NCAA brings to the table. And, uh, you know, what a run that Loyola made last year. I mean, you know, a couple years ago. And, uh, you know, why not? They seem like they have a pretty solid program and uh, pretty solid players. So why not make another run, you know? So let's go with them. I like it. Absolutely. That's all the eight nines. What should we hit next? Let's uh... – Let's just keep it going on the uh, on the kind of the line of the bracket. Let's go four thirteen if you're cool with that. Yeah, for sure. First one we got West Region Virginia versus Ohio. Um, I'll contend to this year. I've only watched one Ohio game this year. You can put I think if this is the upset, you want as to why that was tough. the case, but they score a ton of points, and I just haven't been as impressed with this Virginia team. Um. Mm. I'm not going to Yeah, do I it. think uh, this, we're going to have to pull the trigger on this one. Let's pull the trigger on this upset right here. Yeah, I mean, I thought Virginia what? was going to cancel their season because of COVID. That's a good point, and they're coming off a COVID layoff. Ohio's, Ohio gets up and down the floor and scores a ton of points. And, uh, you know. And, like, Virginia is the type of team that, you know, you hate to watch because uh, if they're going to hold the team to 40 points and, you know, and score 45 and win. Exactly. And I don't want to see that for five more rounds. So, I, yeah, I, whatever, you talk me into it. You don't have to convince me anymore. We're both pulling the trigger on the Bobcats. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some Cinderella's, you know. Uh, why not? You know, maybe just let's uh, try to find a, a former national championship sleeping uh, sleeping at the wheel. So, uh, And plus, uh, whenever teams that score a lot of points, they've got a lot of people that's you know, that are shooters and everything. And somebody can get hot and, you know, and it doesn't matter how good that Virginia defense is, you know, you can't stop people that are hitting shots. Going down to the East region, Florida state goes, you goes up against UNC Greensboro. Watch Greensboro actually twice this year. Again, form your own uh, assumptions as to why I'm seeing all these weird teams. I did see them on an SVP uh, bad beat earlier this week because they were like their team total or something was like 70 and they missed nine free throws, six in the last like two minutes to miss it by point. So that doesn't seem like good juju. I think they've got a, a good team. I forget that guy, name of that guy, the black haired guy who's uh, who's all kind of got long black hair. He's coached there. It doesn't matter. This is terrible content, but uh, he's running. He's got a yeah. good program. They've been in the perennially in the mix for the last half decade. I just think Leonard Hamilton and FSU's team are really damn good. So I'm pretty going pretty emphatically FSU here. Well, I'm going to give you an angle on why you should bet on Florida State in this game. A former Jackson Academy head coach is an assistant at at Florida State, and he is probably one of the best coaches out there. And uh, he's a super nice guy, too, and, uh, you know, got to go with Florida State here. Uh, So, uh, with me being an MRA alum, I I do know Stan Jones very well, and – He's got my last name, so I mean, why not? I've got to pull for Florida State on this. I was about to, uh, I was about to ask how in the world you knew that, and I guess so. I'm guessing while you were in high school, Jones was at JA. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Raider Nation he, been a pretty good assistant <laughs> on that staff, but uh, yeah, I actually met him uh, a long time ago when I was actually on the basketball team in high school. Um, we all know yeah, how that he's turned a cool out. Dude. He's but a, he's uh, a good, seems yeah. like a good dude. 
yeah, he's a good and you know he's a good coach and you know he's been with uh, uh, Leonard Hamilton, you know, from the Wizards all the way back to Florida State. So uh, you know he uh, and plus he's had a he has a really good uh, high school um, head coaching uh, record uh, to date, also for sure. Awesome. All right, we're both going FSU. They're going up to the South Region of the bracket. The 413 here is Purdue and North Texas. I got to say, don't know a damn thing about either one. North Texas is in Denton, which is close to where I live. So, uh, Purdue, I guess? Yeah, Purdue's pretty solid. They've got a couple big guys down deep. And I think, uh, didn't North Texas get in because they won the conference tournament? I'm assuming so as a 13 yeah. seed, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, I just think that Big Ten's uh, pretty strong this year. And uh, Purdue, you know, might sneak uh, sneak into an Elite Eight uh, this year. Uh, they're just that type of team. Last one of these is West Virginia and Moorhead State. The only thing I know about Moorhead State, they've historically hired good coaches, had a pretty good program. That's where Donnie Kendall got started off. The guy that went from Moorhead State, I believe, to Southern Miss and then won big at Southern Miss and went straight to Tennessee and got both Tennessee and Southern Miss into just – Southern Miss's case, crippling sanctions that they were still recovering from as of like a year ago, kind of forced Doc Sadler, their old head coach, to leave. Uh, he has, like, a 10-year show cause. Like, he's not allowed to be uh, involved with college athletics for, like, a decade. Like, it was bad. So, that's my random Nor Moorhead State factoid for any of you Southern Miss fans that might listen to this. Sorry. Um, don't know much about him this year, but I know West Virginia's good, so I don't think this is complicated for me. I'm going to go West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, like, West Virginia's got nine losses, but, I mean, they're extremely competitive losses to, you know, really good teams. So, um uh, uh, you know, Bob Huggins is always there, you know, and he all his teams always are prepped for uh, for tournament time like this. So, um, you know, be sneaky on West Virginia to get through to a Sweet 16 or Elite 8. I like West Virginia there. We've got – so we'll go 6-11 next is our next seating on, and I do this every single year. I've now filled out a bracket since they've gone to 68 teams. We forgot to pick the play-in games. But in my defense, ESPN – I don't know how they have not figured this out. On their bracket challenge – you just pick either or to advance. Like, you can't pick either – unless I'm just stupid and someone – one of the listeners wants to call me out on this later. You can't uh, – you you can't pick, like, the playing games. You just have to pick, like, MSU slash UCLA to advance if you think they're going to win the round of 64. I don't quite understand that. But uh, we've got a couple to pick here. So, the first one we're going to go is uh, Wichita State and Drake for the right to play USC. I don't know much about either of these teams. I know Drake won a ton of games in whatever league they're in. I saw Wichita State, and they've overachieved that interim coach that took over for Greg Marshall because he had so, you know all that toxic shit going on we've covered on this podcast before, or I say one of the, my podcasts before. Um, I'll just go with Wichita State. I think it's a cool story there. So that's my pick for that one. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think Drake uh, is a, has a really solid number against the spread, as always. Um, they're always a good team to uh, ma uh, make a degenerate bet on. But uh, – Good program, but yeah, I mean, I just think Wichita State, you know, they're um, that coach is. I mean, he's good. He's a and he's a players coach, and that's what you kind of look for in tournament runs like this. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Wichita State here. He just got extended too. I saw they made a little cool video where they walked the AD walked in at the end of the year, towards the end of the regular season, and just announced that he had signed a five year extension, and the players went nuts. Those videos are always cool. So we both are on Wichita State. So that's the, that 6-11 is now in both of our brackets is Wichita State and USC. Um, I'm afraid I just talked all those good things about the Shockers. 
I'm afraid their run might win there. I've watched USC a couple of times. They have a couple of ridiculous athletes. Uh, win healthy, USC quite good, so I'll go with the Trojans. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you on that. You know, just we'll take the feel-good uh, uh, Wichita story for the first round and then uh, just get run over in the second round. Boy, talk about the uh, junior high bowl. It, the, these mascots are the Shockers and the Trojans. Uh, that would be a big deal in seventh grade. Um, so, <laughs> anyway, we've both got USC advances that 611. Uh, the next 611, we also have a playing game that we forgot to pick. It's the last one that we didn't do that's not a 16 seed, which doesn't matter. Uh, Michigan State, UCLA, you could argue, but neither of these teams had a better overall resume than Ole Miss. Michigan State had something ridiculous, like three wins against top five teams. So I guess you can't argue it there. UCLA's resume was uh, pretty weak. I, this, to me, is going to be an ugly game. I haven't liked anything I've seen from the little of both of them. I guess I'll go Michigan State because it's Tom Izzo in March, but I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I don't think either one of them is going past the next round. Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, you know, it just sucks that, you know, it's uh, – you can't have a tournament without Michigan State, Duke, and Kentucky in the same year. You know, like like kick Michigan State out. They didn't have a good year. They're expected to be a, a you know four to three seed. Uh, you can't let you know let them in. You know, you got to let people like Ole Miss in. And I just you know, I get it. You know, and NCAA is going to NCAA. So, uh, but uh, I, you know, I'm I'm a coin flip on it. I, maybe UCLA. I don't know. I just. I think it's just kind of an old, you know, think, they think it's going to, you know, you know there's going to be a promo of, like, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jordan, like, just going to hype this game up so much, and then it'd just be a terrible game. So, uh, we'll, we'll go with Michigan State just because it is a – This is absolutely done for television reasons. I mean, it, it, it seems quite obvious. So, you've got Michigan State. I've got Michigan State. They both now have the right to play BYU – um, I haven't seen a ton of BYU. I've watched them play Gonzaga a couple of times. Uh, I think they're pretty good. I don't think either of these teams, other teams are very good. So uh, I'm going to go BYU. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you. I think BYU's got some shooters and they always have some shooters. And, you know, they always play a smart game. Uh, and, you know, you have to, um, you know, uh, make a run. I remember that Ole Miss uh, game that, you know, they got on a run and just, you know, uh, they, they couldn't stop us. So uh, I like BYU. Uh, yeah, so we've got that. We're rolling on to the other side where there are no playing games. Texas Tech and Utah State. This is actually going to be a fascinating matchup. Utah State's got a really good team. They got an at-large berth, if I'm not mistaken, out of the Mountain West. I don't know who won that tournament, but I think they would have gotten in anyway. Yeah, they did get an at-large bid because they were one of the last four teams in in front of Ole Miss. They're pretty good. Um, I'm just not going against Chris Beard and Texas Tech in March. They haven't played well for the last couple weeks of the uh, – regular season but they got a bunch of grown-ass men that know how to play in March I mean how the last time there was an NCAA tournament Texas Tech was in the national title game not the same roster at all um, I think this has a chance to be one of the best games of the first round and I'll take TCU in a close or excuse me Texas Tech in a close one yeah I mean that Nate McClung he's a, he's a player man um, I, and that the kid that transferred from Georgetown yeah, McClung is a hell of a player. He's a hell of a lot of fun to watch. He's one of those like, – He's such a gamer. Such exactly. Gamer. I feel like I was about to say smart and heady because he's a white yeah. guy, but he very is an intelligent player. No, no that's just uh, a gamer and a dog. You know, that's just uh, – uh, everybody loves watching a, a dog uh, on the court. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Texas Tech here. It's just uh, – I know Utah State's got a good, uh, good team, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah State pulled this upset, but – 
you know, you just got to go with the dog. And uh, I like uh, I like that name. Above. All right. Go with the gym rat. That is Matt McClung. The last Matt McClung. I think it's yeah. I think I said Matt. I think it's, I don't know Mac. I don't know. We got the McClung part. Whatever the, the transfer from Georgia Tech. Everybody knows knows him as that guy. Uh, Oklahoma State and the Liberty Flames is our last. Uh, for, no, excuse me. I messed that up. I jumped the gun. Six eleven. San Diego State and Syracuse. Excuse me. Syracuse played pretty well in the ACC tournament. Lost on a heartbreaking buzzer beater to Virginia, who ironically enough. Got uh, had to leave the ACC tournament the next day because of a positive COVID test. And at the time, Syracuse thought they needed that game. Um, I haven't watched a ton of San Diego State. I do know that Syracuse has not been impressive to me. So I am, uh, I'm going with the Aztecs here. Yeah, I want to agree with you. It's just so weird to, for you to say that uh, Syracuse got beat in the ACC tournament uh, you know, by a final shot. Um, you know, just so used to – that SEC, that uh, big team, you know, that Big East matchup in the Garden, like the, either them versus St. John's or Georgetown, you know, or Georgetown. It's just kind of weird to see this uh, Syracuse in the ACC. But um, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you. Uh, we'll go with the underdog on this one. We, I'm an idiot. We skipped one of the. Uh, I can't keep anything straight on this podcast, Greg. We already did the 413, but I skipped the last one. If anyone out there that's been driving them crazy for the last 10 minutes, if you're listening to this, uh, we you know there's one guy out there like, don't forget this. Yeah. yeah. I, I have no idea if this is playing well he's, or poorly in terms of podcasts. He's probably, he's probably thinking that he could start his own podcast and do a better job, probably. Exactly. Uh, I would definitely <laughs> I think that. I don't know if this is playing well from a content standpoint, but it's definitely not when we're skipping games. Let's rewind for two seconds. Oklahoma State and the Liberty Flames. Man, I really wanted to pick Liberty here because they were really good last year. I know they had a good team this year that hits a ton of threes. But uh, I just think Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State, who you remember were on probation. And so he's the number one recruit in the country. And at the time, he thinks he, they're postseason ineligible. But the NCAA, who shockingly did not do something in a timely manner, did not return the appeal – so Oklahoma State gets in the field basically just by having their NCAA case in limbo. Um, I think there's a – I would watch for an upset here, but I want to see Cade Cunningham play more than one round. So selfishly, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on it too. You know, I just uh, – he's definitely one of those players that can, you know, lift a team and, you know, almost take him to an Elite Eight, if not a Final Four. So I like Oklahoma State as kind of a uh, sleeper team in this, uh, in this bracket. Now we got that out of the way and my screw-up out of the way. Let's hit the 710s. We only got a couple more seed lines left because we're going to probably cruise through the other ones barring some uh, uh, upsets. First one, we've got Oregon and VCU. So Oregon and Virginia Commonwealth. Um, the Oregon has been killed by injuries and COVID this year. And fully healthy, they're pretty damn good. I think their seed is wrong here, so I'm going to go with the Ducks pretty easily. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I, I just uh, – uh, I'm going to go with VCU, try to pull an upset. Um, uh, that's just – I have no clue um, on either either one of them. Uh, but I just – it just I, it just felt right for me to uh, take VCU. So, if uh, a few listeners out there that, you know, the two or three of you, I would load up on Oregon. I can't remember which one <laughs> – so, you had me going there for a second. You threw me off at the end. The, uh, the, uh, I don't remember which happened first, uh, VCU or George Mason, but those were kind of the first two Cinderella's in my childhood. So they're kind yeah, of no, I think BC, I think George Mason was first, and then Shaka Smart was at VCU for that for that little run. 
I think you're right uh, as well. But those are kind of the first two Cinderella's in my childhood. The George Mason Patriots, you know. Yeah. One shining moment. Uh, next one we got UConn and Maryland. I think th- I think this is actually a similar case as Oregon. UConn has played like the best team in the Big East ever since they got that James Booknight kid back after really struggling without him. Um, so I think their seating is off here. Again, don't haven't seen a ton of Maryland. Don't know a ton about them. I know they've been kind of inconsistent. But uh, I actually like UConn here pretty confidently. They uh, they played like a top three seed once that book night kid got back. So I'll go uh, Huskies. Yeah, I mean, you're going to probably see a bunch of promo videos. of I think maybe UConn and Maryland played a couple times in a Final Four and, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, another made-for-TV uh, event. So uh, with that being said, I mean, you know, uh, I – Maryland, I, I, I'll take Maryland on this one. We'll just, we'll just, we'll just try to pull the upset with you on that one. Fighting Scott Van Pelt's across from one. They have two teams that I don't really love either. Uh, going up to the South Region, the seven ten here is Florida Virginia Tech. Um, both of these teams have been wildly. I keep saying inconsistent. I know that's been kind of the theme of college basketball this season. I haven't been impressed with Virginia Tech a single time I watched them. I don't love Florida, but uh, Mike White seems to kind of save his bacon in March. He's had a – if you look at his tournament resume and how many, how often he's won at least one game or two games in the tournament. Um, so, I'm going to go Florida here. Yeah, who's um, – who is Vitek's coach now? It's the guy – it's the older gentleman that came from uh, Wofford. Remember Wofford had all those good teams a couple years ago? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, his name's Mike something. I can't – They're both these coaches are named Mike, if I'm not mistaken. Where, where, where is did, – did Buzz Peterson used to be at Virginia Tech? Yeah, uh, yeah. So Buzz Buzz Williams was at uh, Buzz Williams. Jeez. Buzz was at uh, Virginia Tech and then took the A and M gig. So yeah, that's oh, okay. who he replaced. Yeah. No, uh, you know, um, it just coaches go here and there. It's just uh, that uh, that's how it goes. I, you know, uh, just I don't think it's going to be a good game. I just uh, just doesn't look eye attractive to me. But uh, we'll take Virginia Tech just for just for the shits and giggles. All right, so you're on Vitek there. I am on – yeah, I'm on Florida. Um, last one, I think these 7-10s are showing how weak this NCAA tournament field was and how weak the bubble was. Last one in this Midwest region, Clemson-Rutgers. Not going to lie, don't know a ton about either of these teams. Clemson uh, was a hard team to figure out in the ACC. Uh, kind of the same goes for Rutgers. Rutgers hasn't been here in a long time. They were supposed to have their NCAA moment last year. They had a really good team for the first time in – there's their NCAA tournament drought lasted. I, I swear to God, I think it may go back to the eighties. Maybe it's the nineties. So uh, this feels like a moment for them. I'll go Rutgers. Cause why the hell not? Yeah. I mean, I think I saw uh, Rutgers play because I think I bet on Iowa because somebody told me to bet on Iowa. Um, and, and it was a close game. And I think I was actually at the time they were like five or six and Rutgers was up the whole game and somehow some way I would cover. So um, with that, with that, uh, just knowledge that I have, uh, I'm going to go with you on Rutgers. I like that. Let's finish out these first round games. Uh, we can roll through these last two seating groups. Of course, if you're keeping up at home, I did do all four there. Uh, props to me. Don't want to take too much credit, but uh, pretty impressive stuff. Three fourteen is the last one. Kansas. Just stop me if you're feeling an upset. Otherwise, we'll go chalk. Kansas, Eastern Washington. Kansas is not great. I don't know anything about Eastern Washington, so maybe. But I'll go Kansas. Why not? Okay, well, then I'll take Eastern Washington. Oh, I I like it. So you're going uh, EW there. Well, I mean, we got to have some kind. I mean, what was the uh, 
What was my only other um, kind of upset that I, I pulled? Uh, you went. Uh, we both. You talked me into Ohio. We both went in Ohio. In the yeah, yeah. So you well, got uh, tons of double digits up here in the West region. So that was. The I just think one. you know it's kind of wide open. You know, there's so much talent across the board. I just, you know, it just it's it's a weird year, and uh, you know, I just feel like uh, some of these uh, mid majors uh, have gotten players to stick around because they got an extra year due to COVID. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised for an Ohio or somebody to you know make a make a run on it. I would say this is either the likeliest or the second most likeliest for an upset. So I, uh, I actually don't hate that at all. So just because I think Kansas is a week three seed, I think that uh, they're not at full strength. They're having at least one guy out because of COVID. They've had some injuries. So I don't hate that. Uh, Texas, Abilene, Christian. I'm going Texas. Chaka's got a good yeah. team this year. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I like Texas. Yeah, I'm, yeah, definitely Texas for sure. Arkansas and Colgate. I'll just throw this little nugget out there for you. Uh, you want to go join my buddies at Skybox Sports Picks. I'm not saying anything particularly regarding this game. There's been a lot of industry buzz in general regarding Colgate. Um, I'll just leave it at that. I don't necessarily buy it. I think Arkansas is really damn good. Maybe they peaked too early, but uh, I'm going to go Arkansas here. Yeah, I think Arkansas and Alabama are pretty legit when it comes to the SEC. Uh, you know, anything else, uh, I just, you know, I, I just can't get on board with uh, uh, SEC-wise. Uh, last one is, where's that last 314? That's why, Greg, I'm an idiot. So, when we missed the 413, it's because I picked the 314 because no one's accusing me of being smart. So, we actually already did that. That was West Virginia, Moorhead State. Yeah, I'm, I'm in on West Virginia. Yeah, that was my bad. All right, we'll run through the 215, then we'll get to the second round. Iowa, Grand Canyon, I'm going uh, Hawkeyes. Yeah, I was pretty strong. I mean, Grand Canyon uh, actually covered a lot of games this year, and uh, you always got to take that into accountability on the uh, on on stuff like that when the spreads involved. So, might want to just small play the number uh, on on Grand Canyon, but just Iowa was just too good. I think uh, I think they're really strong. Alabama, Iona tied really good. Yeah, Alabama's just going to roll. I, I mean, I just uh, you know they. Um, you know, I think that it's just what happens when you make a good hire. You know, like whenever somebody was like, why is Alabama hiring Buffalo's coach? Well, uh, he took Buffalo to the NCAA, uh, I think, three, four years in a row. And, uh, you know, just kind of take a chance on it. It's really worked out for Alabama. So, uh, well-coached team, and they can shoot the hell out of the ball. So, um, that's a good recipe for the NCAA. So, I like Alabama to, you know, to push forward uh, deep in this tournament. Ohio State, Oral Roberts. Ohio State, really good. No, nothing but Oral yeah. Roberts. I'm yeah, Ohio State. Ohio State, for sure. All right, and then the last one, unless you're feeling Cleveland State, Houston's really damn good as well. I'm going to Yeah, uh, Houston's sleeper good. I mean, they've only lost three games, and they were both on the road. So, um, you know, uh, with this kind of weird tournament, isn't all the games at one stadium, or how is this working? It's basically the Indianapolis area. Like, they have – I think they'll go into some high school gyms and stuff like that. But Indianapolis is kind of center of this bubble. So, it's a bunch of gyms in Indiana. Wow. Okay. So, this is, like, going to be straight up like a movie, uh, the Hoosiers movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like the birthplace of basketball. It's a damn shame Indiana's not in it and now looking for a new basketball coach. That's uh, – that's a story for another day. All right, we're on to the round of 32. So, we'll just cruise through each region now. We got fewer games. First eight, nine, we've got uh, – I have Gonzaga, Oklahoma. You have Gonzaga, Missouri. Uh, you feeling an upset? No, no, I have Oklahoma. You have Missouri. Yeah, excuse me. I just said that backwards. I can't keep anything straight. Yeah, you I have like, Missouri. 
I have no, I have Missouri, you have Oklahoma. That's what I meant. Remember, remember where we practiced this all night last night before we did this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching the rehearsal. Uh, I'm going Gonzaga. I think they're chalk almost all the way through. Yeah, Gonzaga's just too strong. I just I don't think they'll run into trouble until you know they might get something in the sweet 16, but uh, you won't see them have trouble at all. Uh, we both got Creighton and Ohio as the second round, the second second round game in the West region. Um, I'm just going to say the Bobcats' magical run comes to an end here. Creighton scores a hell of a lot of points and plays fast too, so I'm going to go with the Creighton Jays. Um, I like the over in this game. If it does happen, then you know uh, I, I'm going to keep uh, going with Ohio. I'm going to see if uh, see if we can't uh, get them in the Sweet 16 and get some extra points. I like it. I like it a lot. So, uh, do you like the Ohio Bobcats in the Sweet 16? That would actually be kind of a, a spunky double-digit one. That's actually not a bad one to keep on the radar. So, you're going with Ohio to win two games and get to the Sweet 16 and kind of go with the David versus Goliath against Gonzaga. The second matchup we have is – or, excuse me, third one. Oh, you have – U. I have USC in Kansas as the 6-3. You have USC in Eastern Washington. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with USC. I, I like USC to at least be – I like them to beat Kansas if they even played. So, um, so yeah, I like USC. Actually, I think you're spot on with that as well. I like uh, USC to make it to the Sweet 16 too. I think if they do play Kansas, maybe Eastern Washington, but if they do play Kansas, I think that's a really, really weak three seed and a good draw for them. So, I like that too. Uh, last one in this region, the 2-7, or in your case, 2-10 – Iowa VCU for you and Iowa Oregon for me. This is good to potentially to be a spicy one. I think I'm going to go with my first upset here and go with the Oregon Ducks onto the Sweet 16. I'm going to have an all Pac 12 Sweet 16 game. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to go with Iowa uh, to beat whoever that I got them playing, uh, VCU. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm just going to take a chance in the first round and then uh, go ahead and go chalk in the second round with Iowa. We're going to the East region now. The one eight nine matchup uh, in there is we both have LSU. It's Michigan LSU. I was telling Colin on the podcast the other night, like I think Michigan's really good, but when you look at the up and down their bracket, and they get Alabama as their two seed, Florida State as their four, Texas as their three, and LSU as their eight, and Colorado as the five. I I would be asking if we could catch a break anywhere in there. I love all of those teams. That being said, Michigan Jawan Howard is a hell of a story. Uh, I'm going Michigan here. I think they get tested here, though. I think this is like they're down seven at half or something. I have to pull this out of their ass because LSU is good. I just don't think LSU defends consistently enough and is not consistent, uh, really just with how they play in general. So I'm going to go Michigan here. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a really good matchup, you know, as far as talent and everybody uh, size in each position. Uh, man, I mean, it, I, I hate to, to take LSU in here with this Will Wade situation just because, uh, you know, man, it's just uh, whatever. But uh, I'm going to go with Michigan. I'll go with Chalk on here. I, I just uh, – I think uh, they find a way, and uh, it's going to be a good game if, uh, you know, if LSU's minus – I mean, if LSU's plus five and a half, I, I'd probably get on LSU. I think that's a uh, – I think it's going to be a tight game. The four or five in this one is going to be a fantastic matchup. We've got Colorado and Florida State. I really like both of these teams. McKinley Wright and Colorado is really good. FSU goes like eight deep. I think I like FSU slightly more. I'm going to go Florida State to the Sweet 16. Leonard Hamilton has a deep run in him. He's never made a Final Four. This team, that team last year when the season got cut short, may have been the team. 
I hope he redeems it this year. I like Colorado, but I'm going to go Florida State here. You have the same matchup. Yeah, I like Florida State too. Uh, I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, they're they're sleepy good. And, it, it, and you know, with it being a weird year, I mean, this might be their year, you know. But uh, I like Florida State. Uh, let's see, where else are we going on this? Oh, the third game we have in the East region is BYU versus Texas. Longhorns versus Mormons. Uh, this could be – if Shaka's going to throw up on himself and disappoint what has been a really good year, this is probably the point in which he does it. Um, but I actually think Texas has a good team. Uh, I really liked what I've seen from them. So, I'm going to go Texas to the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's uh, hard to go against Texas. I mean, they've got, they've got a good club this year. And, uh, man, I'd love to pull the trigger on it. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, uh, to go with Texas here. My, I had the last one in this region. I have Alabama UConn, which, if it happens, would be an awesome, awesome matchup, particularly with Book Night Healthy now. Uh, but I think Crimson Tide are too good. I'm giving the Tide the Sweet 16. You have Bama Maryland, which, if that happens, what a great draw for Alabama to the Sweet 16. Uh, at least yeah, in my think, opinion. Do you like to upset here? Or are you going Bama? Yeah, no, I just think Bama is it's set up for Bama. And uh, I think, you know, they. Uh, you know, coast through until the Sweet 16. And, um, you know, I think they got a chance to make a good run. Up to the east, we've got Baylor, UNC, and or excuse me, south region. Uh, we've got Baylor, UNC, round of 32. Uh, even if it's Wisconsin and we're both wrong, I don't think either one has a chance in hell of beating Baylor. I'm going Baylor. Yeah, you can go ahead and chalk Baylor. Yeah, for sure. Baylor chalking for you are, let's see, we've both got Winthrop and Purdue. We've got the upset over Villanova in the first round. Does Purdue go to the Sweet 16, or are you taking the Winthrop Eagles over Purdue? I'm going to – I'll steal your thunder. I'll go – I'll listen to my friend Bracken Ray and go Winthrop. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know they're, they're sponsoring this show and uh, giving free uh, people advice for reading. And, you know, uh, uh, they knew about. So, I agree with you. Let's go with Winthrop. Uh, you know, uh, whenever you look at this, and another reason why we should have online wagering uh, in the state of Mississippi. So, you know, you can pull the trigger on trying to get a uh, bet on Winthrop to get to the Sweet 16 and get paid, you know. So, uh, it's a bummer. But, yeah, let's uh, uh, let's pull the trigger on that Sweet 16 uh, Winthrop Eagle Battle team club. I like it. If Bracken's listening, he'll be proud. The next one we have in this region, the third game, uh, neither one of us bought the Colgate hype that I kind of self-proclaimed earlier. That is a thing if you got there and read about it. Uh, we have Texas Tech and Arkansas, an old Southwest Conference showdown. Uh, I like Arkansas. I like what Musselman's doing. I think they beat Texas Tech here. I don't think Texas Tech is that strong of a Texas Tech team as we've kind of seen the last year and a half, two years. Uh, so give me the hogs. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to go against Arkansas. I literally, um, at Oakland, whenever I was placing a bet on a race, I had a guy literally put, a hundred dollar bill and put Arkansas to make the final four. I don't know what kind of odds he got in Ooh, on that. That's but, spicy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you've got extra hundred dollar bills to put in a machine and uh, you get a ticket printed out and uh, get to watch the game, so uh, why not pull the trigger on that? So um, I don't know if Arkansas is that good. I mean, man, <sighs> I'd love to do it, but I- I'm gonna I'm gonna think that Arkansas is gonna uh, advance in this game. I'm gonna take Arkansas. I really like that uh, Texas Tech and that coach, though, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas Tech did beat them. All right, so we both uh, – the last game in this region is we both have – no, excuse me. You have Virginia Tech, Ohio State. You have Virginia Tech beating Florida. I've got Florida, Ohio State. Um, I don't think it matters. I don't like either one of those teams enough to pick them over Ohio State, so I like that. No. 
No, I have to agree with you. I think, you know, like I said, Big Ten is pretty solid. And you, you'll see, you know, probably three or four teams, if not, you know, in this Elite Eight for sure. Illinois, Loyola, Chicago is the 189 in the Midwest region, our last round of 32 region. Uh, I feel like Zach's going to really have his ass chapped if you pick the uh, Ramblers here. I don't no, have to go with Mr. Gene, so I'm going to go Illinois. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, what a great matchup, you know, Illinois versus Illinois-Chicago. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, this would be a, a matchup? And, uh, you know, it's actually going to be a pretty decent game. I just think Illinois is just too strong top to bottom. Um, you know, they're coming off of the big, um, you know, Big Ten championship, and uh, they're playing really good. Um, so, it's hard not to go against uh, this Illinois club right now. The second game in the Midwest region in the round of 32 is, oh, we've got the OSU versus OSU. We've got Oregon State versus Oklahoma State uh, in this game. I like Cade Cunningham. I don't know enough about Oregon State. This is kind of a weak part of this region, but uh, I'll take OK State. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. You know, it's just – it's so weird how Ole Miss could not get in this uh, tournament. So, kind of disappointing, but it is what it is. Kind of a weird matchup here. San Diego State, West Virginia is the third game out of this region. As I've, I've been told all year the Aztecs are really good. I just don't necessarily know what that means. Um, I say I, so, I mean, just look at their losses. They probably lost to BYU. Um, I mean, I just don't know how many losses and who they had it to. So, uh, it's just kind of hard to judge it because it's just – it is what it is. I mean, I'm not saying uh, – is uh, Fisher still at San Diego State? No, he retired. It's a younger guy now. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'll go Aztecs here. Why the hell not? I hate to agree with you, but, uh, I mean, you know, uh, we're here You know, we're here to make the three people that are listening to us happy. So, let's go with Aztecs too. How about that? Why not? Aztecs of the Sweet 16. Last one, Rutgers and Houston. Rutgers, a nice story. Houston's really damn good. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think you can pencil Houston uh, for you advanced over. You know, they only lost three games this year, and they've got a good club. So, um, uh, wouldn't be surprised if you can see uh, Houston in the sweet, uh, Elite Eight, if not the Final Four. We're rolling right along into this Sweet 16. We've uh, kind of cruised through this. Your Sweet 16, starting off at the top in the West region, you have Gonzaga and the Ohio Bobcats, the Cinderella story, and I have Gonzaga and Creighton. I would contend uh, it wouldn't matter either way on this end. I just think the Zags are too yep. good. I think this is the Final Four team. Um, For sure. We're if it ends up being Creighton, they could get really tested. If it's Ohio, I think they probably run out of gas. Are you going chalk? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm definitely going to go with Gonzaga. Gonzaga to the Elite Eight. You have – Oregon, Iowa, excuse me, USC, Iowa for the second game of this Sweet 16 in this region. I have USC, Oregon, the old Pac-12 matchup. I'm probably a little overzealous in that upset. I think Iowa's probably here at the end of the day. I will take Oregon over USC because I've been hyping them up the whole time. So, Oregon to the Elite Eight. Do you like USC or Iowa in your bracket? I'm going to go with Iowa. I mean, I know that – I mean, I just, like I said, they've got that big guy down low and uh, they've – just uh, that Big Ten is, uh, is is pretty tough this year. And, uh, like I said, wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, two or three in the Final Four. So, I like Iowa here. Michigan and uh, Florida State is the first Sweet 16 game in the East region. We both have that. Man, if we're right, what a treat that's going to be. That's going to be a fantastic a great matchup. Great game. I mean, that's as advertised. I mean, you know, that's, that's a great – that's going to be a really good game. And I really hope that we're right, you know, because uh, that would be a really great game. 
you know, I just don't see how, um, how you know, Michigan can't lose that game. But for some strange reason, I just think that Florida State has just, uh, um, you know, just got some kind of something about them. So, I mean, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. I think Florida State's going to beat Maryland – I mean, uh, Michigan in, in my first little uh, upset as a higher seed. I like that pick a lot. It just sucks because I really like this Michigan team. I really like Jawan Howard. I'm going to go with Florida State here too, though. I'm going to follow you on this upset. I just really like Leonard Hamilton's team. It's probably going to come down to what I'm rooting for. So I'll follow you on that one. Man, this region's a real treat. The second Sweet 16 game we're getting out of this region if we're both right. And I think we will be on these two at least, but who the hell knows. Texas and Bama we both have. Man, what a great game. I mean, you know, uh, I just – I mean, for some strange reason, this Alabama team, I mean – Man, I, I, they beat State by like 30 in, in in that SEC tournament game, and just they shoot the ball, you know. And uh, they've they've got they've actually got two or three players that can take over a game if need if needed. So, man, I just think this Alabama team is pretty legit, and uh, it would be weird to see an Alabama basketball team in the national championship game, you know, on top of you know the Alabama football team being what they are. I'm riding it with you. I think that'll be a fascinating game if it does uh, come to fruition. I, I think Texas is good, but I thought Bama had peaked too early. They had that rough stretch in February, but they really played good in Nashville and towards the end of the year. So I think that theory has been squashed. So we both got Bama good in the Sweet 16. Going up to the South region, we both <laughs> we both got Baylor Winthrop. Uh, and I hate to be the buzzkill, but I, I, th- I don't see the uh, – the Golden I mean, the Eagles. I don't know if Winthrop's even actually the Eagles. I keep calling them that. I don't think, see Winthrop going any further. I like Baylor to get it on track and get to the uh, Sweet 16. Excuse yeah, me. They're, they're, yeah, they're, excuse me. They're for sure the Eagles. But, yes, okay. uh, the, the Eagles will not soar against Baylor. Just Baylor's just too good, I think. And uh, uh, it's just I'm trying not to pull the trigger on this Baylor-Gonzaga, you know, ch- championships. Uh, it's looking like that. But – um, just I think Baylor's just going to be too strong. Arkansas, Ohio State, another great one. Obviously, it's the Sweet 16. All these games would just be awesome. We both have Arkansas and Ohio State in the Sweet 16. Our matchups are the same. Which way are you going here? Man, I think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, you know, Ohio State is uh, is sneaky good, and that Big Ten is is really strong. I mean, you know, Arkansas, for some strange reason, they've always had that extra gear, and, I th- you know, I'm 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 just kind of pulling the trigger on coaches. I think Musselman's doing a really good uh, job with uh, the talent that he has, and uh, you know, getting them playing uh, the, the right way. So, um, you know, if there's any SEC games, any SEC teams that will make it this deep, it's going to be the Arkansas and the Alabama. So, I'm going to pull the trigger on them. I like Arkansas here. I don't hate that. That's a coin flip for me. I think I just like Ohio State slightly better. So we've got that going into the Elite Eight. Let's go down to the Midwest. Illinois, Oklahoma State is what we both had to start this off. This is a dicey one because you want to – I mean, Oklahoma State's going to have the best player on the floor, I think. And I say that intending to be somewhat controversial, whether it's Io DeSumo or Kofi uh, Coburn for Illinois. I just think the uh, line are a little deeper, so I'll go chalk here. I uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Oklahoma State to the Elite Eight, but I'm going to go Illinois. Yeah, I mean, I, again, uh, you're getting a treat with, a, you know, a high-profile player like the Oklahoma State kid and, you know, just a team with the Illinois team. So, um, just think Illinois is just too, too, too good top to bottom. And, you know, the competition they played, I'm, you know, talking about the Big Ten this year, uh, you know, some tough games. And uh, – you know, their one loss was to Michigan State, who got in the tournament. So, uh, 
Uh, with that being said, I just think Illinois is just going to be too good in this situation. Last one we got in the Midwest region before we cap off our Elite Eight in this bracket challenge. Houston, San Diego State. We both had San Diego State Aztecs onto the Sweet 16. I think that's where their run ends. I like Houston. and uh, No, I'm not going to spoil it. I'll just say Houston for now. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I'm just going to make it short. I like Houston here. We're now on to the Elite Eight in this bracket challenge. We uh, ripped through the Sweet 16, so I'll just review it for the listeners real quick. You have Gonzaga, Iowa, Florida State, Bama, Baylor, Arkansas, Illinois, Houston. I have Gonzaga, Oregon, Florida State, Bama, Baylor, Arkansas, Houston. So I have Ohio State. Excuse me, I said Oklahoma State. Ohio State, uh, Houston, Illinois, and then you had Arkansas, Illinois, and Houston. So that's our Elite Eight matchup. The first one is in the West region. My matchup is Gonzaga and Oregon. Yours is Gonzaga, Iowa. I think Gonzaga, Iowa, they played earlier this year and Gonzaga ran them out of the gym. I think it would be a better game. I would like to see that more than I would Oregon. But uh, so it goes. I made my own picks. I don't care. Uh, Gonzaga to the Final Four. Yeah, I want to agree with you. I mean, I just think that, you know, just Gonzaga is just on another level. I mean, Mark Mark Pugh and his staff is, um, you know, uh, almost – I always want to say that he's almost Mike Krzyzewski like, you know, that program's uh, been really solid for a lot of years now. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get another national championship this year. Florida State, Bama, we both had that one. Where are you going? I, I like the FSU Seminoles to reach the final four. How about that? Leonard Hamilton gets his redemption, his first final four. They beat Bama in an all-time classic. Yeah, man, it's just – this would be the best football game of all time. You know, you got Charlie Ward playing quarterback and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Sean Alexander at running back and, uh, you know, Bear Bryant uh, as the coach and Bobby Bowden. So, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for another matchup. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's the round ball. So, uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I, I really hope it gets to the, uh, like this. But it's hard, it's hard to, uh, to, to not take Alabama. But. Um, I'm going to go to the other side on this. You know, I just think it's just uh, it's going to be a really good game. I like Ooh, Bama, you, so you've got Bama-Gonzaga matchup in the Final Four. That would be nifty if that happens. I'm almost rooting for that. But, I mean, at this point, they're all good teams. We keep saying that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Elite Eight game out of the South region. Baylor and Arkansas for you. It's Baylor and Ohio State for me. I am going to go with – I'm going to go with Baylor. I wanted to pull the trigger on the Ohio State upset. I just think Baylor's going to right the ship. I know they didn't play well towards the end of the year. They had that weird COVID pause. I think they're going to get back together, and I like Baylor in the final four. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'll take Baylor, too. Last one, Illinois and Houston. We both have this matchup as well. So, Illinois and Houston is the Midwest Regional Final, uh, the last Elite Eight game we have. Um I'll, uh, I'm going to go the Houston Cougars going to the Final Four. How about that? I think they have a really solid team. I think Kelvin Sampson has done a hell of a job, uh, despite kind of how that ended at Indiana. Um, I'm going to take the Cougars to go to the Final Four. Well, I won't tell Zach that you took uh, Houston in this little podcast that we had. So, uh, with that being said, I mean, I just – I like it. I'm going to stay with Illinois here. Uh, just top to the bottom, uh, they're, they're a solid club. And uh, – you know, I just think it's going to be a really good game. I mean, Houston's a really good club, and uh, you know, it's just uh, it's good and refreshing to watch a game like uh, Illinois versus Houston instead of a 
Duke versus Kentucky or, a, you know, Duke versus Michigan State or just some of your, you know, traditional elite uh, eight matchups. So I think it's good for the sports, but um, I just like the Illinois club. I, I think they're, uh, they're, they're destined to make the Final Four for sure. So we've, their Final Four is now set. I have Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, and Houston. You have Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, Illinois. Either way, if we're anywhere close to right, which we probably won't be, it'll just going to be an awesome finish. Let's go ahead and knock these out and finish this puppy to the finish line. I have Gonzaga, Florida State. I take Gonzaga to go to the national title game. FSU gets their final four run. That's where it ends. So I've got Gonzaga on this side. Where are you going? Yeah, same thing. I just, you know, Gonzaga's just too good. I just, you know, uh, just it's hard, hard to not bet against them on this. You've got Baylor, Illinois. I've got Baylor, Houston. I hate to be that guy, but it would honestly be the perfect storybook ending to this college basketball season. The Baylor matchup we were robbed of because of COVID, the one we never got, uh, finally happens on the grandest stage. I'll take Baylor over Houston in the Final Four. You've got Baylor and Illinois. How far are you riding this Illini team is the question. Man, yeah, you know, uh, I, can't, I can't sit here and say that uh, I want to agree with you, but uh, – I just can't agree with you. I just think this Illinois team, top to bottom, is uh, really solid. Uh, you know, they played in the hardest uh, conference in the in the country, and uh, you know they're they're uh, they're 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 uh, they're ready. And I just think that you know they'll just uh, they'll it'll end uh, with Gonzaga. And uh, you know, just I think Illinois is a good club. I like Illinois. All righty. So Greg's got Illinois going to the title game. His buddy Zach will be ecstatic. You got to give him the day off work that day. And if they win, maybe a week off work just to sober up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, well, like I said, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll buy an Uber for him to go up to Champaign to hang out with, with uh, uh, on the, uh, the campus. I, uh, I hate to be the boring guy, but I'm just going to take Baylor to win – excuse me, Gonzaga to win the whole thing. They get the Gonzaga-Baylor matchup. I think Gonzaga is just by far and away the best team. I think Mark Few finally gets that national title. I'll say Gonzaga over Baylor in the national title game 70-63. Uh, I'll do uh, Gonzaga over Baylor. Uh, let's you got say, Illinois. Oh, Illinois, yeah. Uh, Gonzaga over Illinois. I think I'm probably going to go 84-79. There you have it. That would be a hell of a title game. That would be a crushing blow to Zach. Um, you'd have to console him at work the next day. But, yeah. hey, we're all Well, good. I mean, you know, it's nothing that the library and uh, a couple books can't help out. You know, it gets, uh, it gets done real quick. <laughs> get a couple of, get a couple of adult soda pops in him and let him drown away the uh, tears. So we both got Gonzaga as our national champion. Um, I have no idea how this played on the podcast. I had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. I'll, I'll put both of these in our newsletter tomorrow as we uh, kind of kick off this partnership. LB's back on board. I appreciate you doing this with me, man. Yeah, for sure. And I do want to plug, um, you know, I know that, you know, uh, there might not be a lot of horse listeners to it, uh, to the podcast, but, uh, I sponsor a uh, – it's called Stable Duel. Um, it's uh, just a kind of an app. It's very similar to uh, FanDuel. It's very similar to DraftKings. Uh, we do a uh, $1 to win $100. You know, you get a, a, a value of, you know, how much you can spend on horses. You know, you might not know anything about it. Just click it and, you know, get a chance to win 100 bucks. So, uh, um, just kind of want some of the sponsorships we do. But uh, – yeah, check out uh, 
Meat Market Mondays on, on Stable Duel. Absolutely, dude. Sounds awesome. We'll be chronicling the horse escapades on the podcast. Greg, the meat sharp, check him out. LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. If you're a long-time listener, you know the drill at this point. Go check him out. Uh, you'll become an elite meat eater until I come up yeah. with a better name. If you subscribe to the podcast, we're going to keep an eye out for that. We're going to have all kinds of deals coming for you. A couple of specialties a couple of times a week. Might have an eat of the day, sausage of the day. Definitely going to have all kinds of uh, LB's infused goodness on the newsletter. So check that out. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. You literally get the goods at LB. Yeah, you, you can uh, you can be a part of the elite meat club. You know, like I like that. that elite meat club. <laughs> there you go. You brought it to the finish line for me. It's the elite meat club. Go in there and yell yeah. that in the store. Yeah, I mean, just show your promo code, and uh, you know. Uh, so what we're gonna do probably the first get out is uh, we'll do the spicy ribeye pound of spicy ribeye this uh, this weekend. So just uh, bring in your promo code and uh, get a pound of spicy ribeye sausage. Check him out, LB's University Avenue across from Kroger. I appreciate it, dude. We'll hop back on soon. As always, man. Y'all have a good weekend. And that was Greg the Meat Sharp. If you made it to this point, I appreciate everyone tuning in. I have no idea if that was any good or not. Um, And I don't mean Greg. Greg and I always have a good time talking sports, picking games, whatever. I just have never picked a bracket on an audio medium where you can't see it. I feel like the visual of the bracket is pretty important in that. But nevertheless, um, we didn't have much else to do. Uh, on a Wednesday with March Madness. I felt it was appropriate. So you made it to the end. I sure do appreciate it. Um, Again, still experimenting, trying different stuff. But a reminder one more time before we get out of here, go check out Skybox Sports Picks. Skyboxsportspicks.com. They are the premier handicapping site in the industry. Check them out. They have all kinds of different packages. Seriously, if you're not taking advantage at the very minimum of the one-day package for one of these days of the 16 games of March Madness, and honestly, what the hell are you doing? But he's got a special March Madness package for 25 bucks. I would just encourage you to go ahead and buy full-year membership um, because these dudes are worth it and it'll pay itself back and then some. Check them out. I'm excited to part with them. Skybox sports, sports picks, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of different plays, a uh, lot of overs, lots of good stuff in there. It is uh, it's the best time of the year from a sports book perspective. It's March Madness. Go check them out, uh, skyboxsportspicks.com. Appreciate them hopping on board. Um, and joining us so anyway we'll be back friday with mailback friday i appreciate everyone joining tell all your friends to like and subscribe uh, subscribe to the newsletter as you mentioned greg greg told you earlier you'll get all kinds of deals at lb's definitely worth it i appreciate everyone tuning in and have a good middle of the week and i will catch you guys on friday <laughs>